All right. Welcome to the Town Mile Podcast. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I just spent a great week home in South Dakota. We landed uh, late last night um, and really what a week it was. Spent time all over the southeastern part of the state. We was in Emory for my 25th high school reunion. So shout out to the class of 98 uh, and those that showed up to get together had a blast. I've uh, got to spend time on the farm. My son, Charlie, uh, got to ride in a tractor with uh, with Wilmer and, and uh, my mom and really had a, had a great time out on the farm and uh, spent a lot of time in Sioux Falls, had a zoo trip, had a Little League baseball game. Shout out Sam Petoskey for uh, a couple knocks, line and uh, drove one opposite field for a home run. Um, had a, a pool party, uh, had spent a lot of time in, in, time in Watertown. Uh, drove through Brookings and saw a little bit of my uh, the old college stomping grounds and really had a great week and uh, also was able to, in that time, get two podcasts recorded, one with my dad, Terry Chanson, which uh, which we're putting out today on Father's Day. And the other one I'll, uh, I'll keep kind of banked as a surprise until next week. So I uh, got a couple great conversations uh, that I'm really excited to get out there. So in terms of my dad, uh, it was great to sit down in person and record with him. I think after many, many episodes over the Zoom in the last few years, which is certainly convenient, the time to kind of set a microphone down and at a table and have uh, a couple guys uh, talking and just going over some things, and especially when it's your dad, it, it certainly felt great and was a, a special moment and a special conversation. So I was able to go through many things um, that uh, I guess I probably haven't fully discussed with my dad going into uh, from his experience growing up in Emory, his formative basketball years, um, getting to play with his older brother, John. Jansen at South Dakota State, I, I know uh, was was really a, an incredible time for my dad, and and um, and really how my dad was able to show unthinkable resilience as a 19 year old following his freshman year of college, um, when a steam engine that his dad, my grandpa Arnold Arnold Creepy Jansen, uh, and him were about to take through a parade in Mitchell. Uh, exploded. And, uh, you know, fortunately, neither lost their lives, but both had a long recovery in the early 70s and um, talked about how he was able to get through it. And and went into, you know, following that starting a family, you know, his sports writing career, um, put the put some work in really not some work, but a lot of work into amateur baseball each summer where I was able to get be around a lot of incredible people. Um, kind of being the bat boy and, and really some amazing memories there. And, and uh, ultimately how my dad became a diehard Yankee fan, um, the origins of that, and um, which essentially is the origins of, of me becoming one as well. So, um, so again, a special uh, podcast, you know, with my dad, very proud of him and, and, and love him very much and excited to get this out and share his story. And uh, really, again, big thank you for everyone for hitting play and a shout out to all the dads out there. So with uh, with no further ado, here's my dad. Thanks for listening.
All right, Pop. Welcome to the, I think this is the 52nd Town Mile podcast that I've done. I stole the Town Mile. Hopefully Coach Van Luer doesn't ever call a lawyer and want money because this certainly hasn't made any any money. But my 52nd episode here with my dad. Delighted to be here. <laughs> um, we're sitting in Watertown, June 14th. This is the funnest way to do this is doing it like this. I've done recently with a bunch of guys that have been over Zoom, and that's really fun, but I think part of the fun is you sit at a table like this and get back to maybe pre-COVID. But, well, thanks for doing this, Dad. I remember watching you interview a bunch of people for the newspaper. Just wanted to get them to talk. <laughs> How did you do that? Well, I don't know. Well, as far as you have a a couple questions, just trying to get them so they can't just say yes or no. Just ask them about some philosophy or like, are you surprised that they were able to penetrate through your guards or okay. they were able to break you down the way you did or you were able to break them down? Okay. You know, just so it's not, so they'll come back with a quote you could use. Yeah. And don't you think too that maybe you're, I guess we can, maybe talk about that your experience playing basketball maybe understanding basketball how much do you think that helped you do your job and ask questions I like think that it was a big deal you know it's uh you, you know everything every game different you know and, and and you appreciate uh you see good basketball good talent in any sport you know and and uh at the time as far as i'm doing my job I was looking for a story, so that made a story, and especially in, in the area that we were in, people, that's what people wanted to hear about, regardless yeah. of football or basketball, baseball. Yeah, yeah, it really was a big deal, and well, did Munson ever just give you the green light to type, <laughs> write whatever you wanted? Munson was... I, Munson was different. You didn't have to bring questions for him. You'd come in there, and usually when I'd talk to him or whatever, get try to get a quote, I'd go into this the room in the back of the court palace. He'd already be there with Tim Smith, and he'd be talking about everything, and you write down what quotes you needed. And, and he, he, he was easy. He was also a lot of fun. Yeah. What was the difference between maybe talking to Munson after a game of a, of a big win compared to maybe losing? Was there a difference? Uh, you know, I remember you, you're talking about being in Watertown. In 1993, Mitchell was unbeaten. They played Watertown over here in the, in the Civic Arena. And Roger Merriam and I were both both in there to, no, that's all right. to, to, to talk to him. And, you know, the boy's really going to be smoking them. I remember when... Munch walked in, he said, well, that was a butt kicking, you know, yeah. and then, yeah. and I never saw him, he's never been terribly upset with me or, you know, yeah. he, he wasn't angry like lots of people thought he was. And, yeah, yeah. And, I suppose some, you because you're, if you're coaching, because you coach too. Yeah. How, you were into Smith. Yeah. Who's got a basketball Class B powerhouse. Oh yeah, that's still winning titles. When 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 years were you into Smith? How many years? Seventy seven and seventy eight. Okay, so two years. How did you? I guess in terms of coaching, like how did you do that? Did you have 
offenses. We had a lot of talent. We were okay. pretty good. We got second in the region in 78. And, and uh, it, they were what, what you wanted. And of course, at the time, as a basketball coach, I thought I knew everything. You know, you don't coach too long until you realize you don't even have the right question to ask. But uh, we were really good. We I had Brad Chardine play for Black Hill State. Terry Pratt played football for Dakota Westland. I had you know, Scott Hine, Kevin Baumberger. I had a lot of people, a lot of talent. I just wasn't as good as Hamlin or Wayne Carney was better than I was. Okay. So what did you do? Did you take stuff from like marking and offenses or yeah. what? Is that kind of ran the South Dakota State man-to-man offense, and uh, I, I did everything. Yeah. Well, when I remember, you talk about Desmet. We just lost Larry Luchins. I played against Desmet. I discovered Desmet in the first round of the state tournament in 1969, and we were pretty good, you know. And we thought we could pressure people, and we thought we could, you know. Whatever we thought we could do, the Smith took two levels higher. You know, they, they, they pressured our guards and, you know, they, I think they beat us by 13, whatever. Okay. But, I mean, they were control the whole thing. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought, always thought about that, like you were coaching. But, well, let's go all the way back to the beginning, growing up in Emory, where you grew up in the house that Grandpa, that Bill's in now. Yes. Um, John was the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess what was your, when you think about growing up, like what's your first memory? What do you remember kind of first about growing up under grandpa creepy and, and and grandma Pat? My, My first memory was my mom was a registered nurse at St. Joseph's hospital. And, and this was 1953 or five or whenever, and she was going to work, and I remember, I remember crawling. We, we, my dad, or he had, we had a nineteen blue nineteen fifty Plymouth, and I crawled in and I crawled behind the seat, and I was going to go with her, and of course she saw me right away. <laughs> the and, thing was probably forty feet long. Well, whatever, yeah, yeah. and uh, she got me out. You know, that's I, I guess that's a memory I got, and I got remember going down. My dad had what used to be the Sanders Station in in Emory, and he he was a mechanic. I'd go down there, see what he's doing, going on, and finally ask him if I could have a bottle of pop and a candy bar, you know, and then I'd go home. He said yes every time. Yeah. Go. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So I guess people that I think know you, you kind of, prior to maybe being writing, being a sports writer, you've always been synonymous with basketball. Um, when did basketball first become a thing for you, maybe as a player? Like in a sixth grade, you know, I was tall and awkward. We were in St. Martin School. We had pretty good St. Martin Rockets, pretty good team, you know, and I wasn't very good. You know, it's clumsy and hadn't grown into my body yet, but that's when, when I first got to start. And I, I remember that the A team, what they were called, had 
nicer uniforms than the B team, and, and, and they had a green jacket. And I remember when I was in the sixth grade, finally, I got to dress for the A game, and I was wearing a green jacket, yeah. and I thought, geez, I'm Bill Russell, or yeah. whatever I yeah. thought it was. <laughs> at, at the time, got I didn't made. have any idea who Bill Russell was. Okay. So John was two years older yes. than you. Um, so you were really tall and John was tall. I guess when did, um, I guess I had better, I didn't, I should have wrote. So talk about, so when you first started, so sixth grade um, and as you're getting older, I guess talk about playing with John. Like what was that like? When did you and John first start playing together on the Emory team or the Rockets, whatever you just said? Same. That, that would have been, I was on the varsity as, as a freshman, but we, we played on the, in the same lineup when I was a sophomore. And, okay. and it was, he made everything easy for me. You know, they were hanging on him and I'd get garbage or whatever I got, you know. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, still wasn't highly skilled and, and just trying to learn things. And, yeah. And, he took a lot of pressure off for everybody. Did he? So John, so you guys were like true centers. Oh yeah. Both of you were. You throw the ball inside, post up. Yeah. Um, like what were the scores? Like a game? Like we scored because didn't you have like forty? Bill Markwood said you scored forty. I, I, I did. That was when I was a senior. But we had lots of people. Richie Rich Mayer was a good player. Nick Herster, Darwin Hansen. Rick Gepper, Rick, Rick, Rick Hillard, uh, Clyde Bartle, you know, were, were on the team. We were loaded as when we when I was a sophomore. And did you make the tournament as a sophomore? Yeah, yeah. yeah you did. and John, John senior year. Yeah. Made the tournament. Did you beat Salem? No, we we were in the other. We were in District Twenty Two at the time. We had to play Ethan, and. We beat them by one point both my freshman and sophomore years. It was one of the great – I've never – I've seen – they had uh, John Graves. They had uh, um, Greg – Dave Finer, uh, Brad Moe. They were they were just as loaded as we were. The, uh, they had Chuck Oster. The, the, uh, probably the biggest difference between the team is we had John. And, and in in uh, both years, fresh in freshman sophomore, John hit a, hit a bucket to beat him at uh, in, both uh, times. Yeah. He had the game winning. Wow, wow! So then John goes to Brookings. Yeah. So I guess you saw his experiences and kind of how he did things. Maybe when he was gone, yeah. how did how did that change then for you as a player? Was it harder uh, then? I, I don't know. Well, it was, you know, there wasn't wasn't, wasn't another big banger in, in the little block, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't remember that necessarily being harder, you know. Hopefully at the time, I was finally becoming smart enough to understand how the game was supposed to be yeah. played. And, and uh, after we still had, we went to that, that was in 69, we were Bill Marco was talking about. We went to turn state tournament that year too. That was the year we played Dismin. We still had Rich was a phenomenal player. You know, a lot of people didn't like him because yeah. he was Richie, but he 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 could penetrate. Yeah, and, uh, 
you probably liked having him as a teammate. Oh yeah, you know he he just even thinking back all the people I've seen in college, he could take the ball to the basket either way as 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 well as anybody, and and uh, and he was extremely confident. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So wait, so who beat you in? When John was a senior and you were a sophomore, we what got did you guys? By Parker in the semifinals. In the semis, okay, and then you got fourth then, or yeah. you got so you kind of so same thing kind of with Chris's senior. Yeah. Well, fortunately, your brother Kevin, Kevin in the '73 team, got Parker back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then you're. When did you start to get recruited? When did, when did guys get recruited and when you were playing? Well. Coach Foschness from Dakota Westland was around all the time, you okay. know, but, but it's mainly your senior year, you know. Yeah. And uh, the, one of the great moments of my life, we played Hurley in the in the in the in the in the Sioux Falls Arena in January of 1970 as a senior named Greg Hansen, who scared me to death. He was. He is an all-time. He's in the South Dakota High School Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, and he was at at Hurley. He went to Dakota Westland, and and I and for the only time in my high school and my any career that I recall, I I hit a shot at the buzzer to beat him. You know, and and, and Coach Marking was there. Marking. Oh wow! And and Coach Coolmeister were we both there. It was a prelim game to Sioux Falls College. That's awesome. Yeah. Where was that at the arena? You said, yeah. and you and all those coaches were there. Did you want to go anywhere else? Did you ever? I never did. But uh, my, I, I was a victim of myself. I didn't take care of business in school, so okay. I had Coach Marking gave me an opportunity, and I was able to live up to it. You know. I didn't understand that you had to go to school until my senior year. You know? Okay. And, uh, and playing catch-ups probably a little tougher. Well, that's, than... yeah. And uh, I, I remember that they they froze the enrollment at South Dakota State. You either had to be in a top half year class or have a 20 ACT. Am I talking too much? No. Talk and, as long and, as you want. And uh, I had 19 ACT. And... Uh, well, that'll get you in the door. No, I think that's well, what I, no, I think I know, had that. It wasn't. Or but 20. see, the deal is my grades were terrible. And uh, Coach Marking came on Easter on Good Friday. He was in, at the house. I remember John was there at the time, obviously. We had gone to church and everything. And, and uh, then he asked me about my future. And he said, well, you know whatever the circumstances were, you know, he said, okay, I'll get you into summer school. And, uh, if you take care of business, we'll, you know, we'll in, 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 accept me as a full-time student and, uh, okay. Give me a scholarship. And, uh, and that was after your senior year yeah, of high school, yeah. you had to take, I, I you went, had to, get... I went to summer school in 1970 and I, took uh, history 153 or history 113 or whatever in this sociology, whatever number okay. 
and I got a B in sociology and got an A in history. And but wow. it was the, I, I applied. We well, did great, man. That's good. That's well, I, good. I know, but you see, if I would applied myself, I, I didn't have to. I wasn't going to be in, in my class. Uh, I look at cousin Helen, uh, Linda Lighthizer, um, Gerald Langley, Amy Nolan, Darlene Inglemeyer. We're talking A's, A's, all A's, these A's, people, A's. I, I could have, I could have studied all day and, and not been the students that they were. And the guys, uh, Vernon Oslo, Bill Linger, whoever else, I, you know, I just, I didn't do anything. I, I, I came to play ball. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's, uh, also, also, I remember a light going on and went to talk to my English teacher. Can I do this something for extra credit so I can raise my grades? She said, no, hmm. you have the same opportunity as everybody else. Hmm. And, and, and then I, I got to work and she was a marvelous English teacher. You know, she's the reason I've what, whatever. That words, yeah, you know, type because, writing, and yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. And she said, "You want your water? I'll grab that." And she said, "No, yeah, you had a chance." Yeah, and, and then, but fortunately, I, you know, I, I took up academically for my senior year was good, but my my uh, accumulative record as as a high school student wasn't very impressive, and uh, fortunately. I remember when I talked to the dean, the student dean of uh, admissions, Joe Farnham, in the 1970, and you know, tell me, okay, you know, this is the way it is. You yeah. Know? If and you, you do, and, and I, there was no question in my mind I, I was going to do it. And, yeah. And uh, it, it's it worked out as well as I could have possibly. Yeah. Done. Well, that's good. So then you get in the Brookings in the fall of seven. 71 fall 70 okay so then started playing college bad like what was the difference between the high school game for you and then or did you adapt well everybody was my size you know yeah. I, most of the time i was the biggest guy on the floor and you know and even playing freshman you know there were all these wonderful thing about our freshman team or we you know, Jeff Nielsen from Wilmot, Paul Parker from Parker or from Arlington, who was, he was, uh, Josh McNames only he was six, two. He was, oh. and, and you know, like he was, he was the first guy point guard that I understood as, as a quarterback that, you know, either you, you got your paying attention, you're going to have the ball in your face. Yeah. You know? And uh, Evan Franken from someplace in Iowa, I can't remember where he is from, and, and uh, Rich Gary from Rapid City. And we, we were, I, I, you know, today freshmen go to college or, you know, they want to go to the NBA and, and they want expect to start. I wanted to make the team. You yeah, know, that's all I was. And you did, didn't you, as oh, a yeah, freshman? Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, everything. I uh, when we the first game we played Briar Cliff in in Brookings in our first game at New Frost Arena, no, right? No, 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 no. It at was the barn. The barn. The barn was such a wonderful place that people give me limp about today. But it was, 
it was it, it was wonderful. But we played Briarcliff, and I had a pretty big game against them. And then uh, the first road trip, uh, they, they went down to Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, to play the Kansas Jayhawks, and and uh, and. Uh, uh, Columbus, Missouri, to play Missouri, and I didn't get to make the trip. And I was huh. well, the only because th- you were a freshman. The I, freshman I didn't travel. Well, no, we did travel. I didn't make the traveling team at the time, and, and I decided at that point I'm going to force the issue. I'm going to do everything I got to do, so they're going to going to. I will be out by the force of my own will. We're, I'm going to be on every other trip. So and you I, did. I, I did the rest of the season. So what did that mean? You just well, were going to you were going to destroy whoever it was on. <laughs> well, yeah, we destroy or that. play well or play yeah, hard. And, and uh, yeah, I, I can remember the first trip after that was the North Central tournament, North Central Conference tournament in Sioux Falls, and I was ecstatic. Mm-hmm. You know, I was down there running on the field with. Yellow and the blue, and and uh, yeah, it was, it was an experience that I, I think of every day in my life. And, yeah, is that then, right? Okay, you know, yeah. I I was able to you know thinking about the people that you I was aware of in all classes. Well, there are two classes at the time. Uh, Raleigh Borth played for USD. Uh, Dennis Jones is also for USD. Vince Johnson. Raleigh Borth was from Pierre. Vince Johnson was from uh, uh, Sioux Falls Lincoln. He played for Augustana, and, and uh, you know they were all my size. Uh, I played pretty well against them, and, and uh, so you, you start to gain confidence. You yeah. start to do other things in the on the floor than just turn around and shoot. And, yeah. Okay. And John was on that team yeah. as well. So then, did you guys make the turn? Like, how far did you did you win the conference? No, North Dakota State won the conference. We got second. Okay, and then when was Frost built? That was built. Well, they began in nineteen. Uh, began in nineteen seventy. It was because your pictures on. Yeah, it so was. The, it was opened in nineteen seventy three. Seventy three. So then that summer, ha- the only thing I'm look, I keep looking at this because it's 30 minute increments I can record. So maybe we'll take a, a quick break and I'll set it up and then we'll get, we'll get started in, in just a sec. All right. So the season gets over. You go to Emory or did you live in Brookings well, after your freshman went, year? I went back to Emory and worked at the shop. Okay. And then this, and then the accident happened. July 17th. That was July 17th, 1970. 71. I'm sorry, 71. Okay. Um, And then I guess how long were, I guess I knew you were, you were in a coma. I had happened July 17th. My first memory is August 1st, my birthday, my 19th birthday. You remember, it wasn't, you remember Bill having a stereo in your, in the hospital. Well, yeah, I think you told me that he brought a stereo up and was playing sympathy for the devil. Well, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I was listening to him and I thought it didn't sound right. And he says, uh, 
Keith Richards is great. You yeah. Know, yeah. So then you were in Mitchell that day. I mean, we certainly don't need to talk about all that, but how did, did I mean, so you just weren't, so that recovery took a long time. Oh, yeah. And Grandpa lost his leg. Yeah. Um, so he was in the hospital a long time. Yeah. Like, how did, I don't even know, like, what, like, that was a pretty, I mean, do you still have people come up and ask you about that or remember that or? Not very often. I that, guess people remember yeah. the, the steam engine blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. What did that, I don't know, in terms of, because I always got a sense that that would kind of created, I don't want to call that a bond with you and grandpa, but I, you know, I can remember always at night going over to see grandpa and he was putting his leg to get, you know, when I was been oh, a teenager. Yeah. Um, so, but you woke up and were you in a lot of pain for a long time? Like what? Well, everything. I was stiff. Everything hurt, you know. Yeah. I've been laying there for two weeks or yeah. whatever. And, and because I had a head injury, there's limited uh, medication they could give me. And, in 71, yeah. yeah. And then how did you, I mean, in terms of like your recovery, what was the, it's not like, was there like a therapist or is there somebody you could talk? Cause I got to imagine, did you know kind of early on that it probably wasn't going to be the same? Like, was it? No, I, I never, I, I certainly didn't grasp that. Yeah. I was, I probably weighed 240 when we blew the steam engine up. And when I got out of the hospital, I think I weighed 179 and Damn. I was, show how extremely naive I was. I thought, geez, I lost all that weight. Am I going to be quick? Yeah. And I wasn't any quicker than I was before, but I was, wasn't near as strong. You were 240. Huh? You were 240 yeah. prior to that. I mean, that was a giant. That's a big. Yeah. So, I mean, certainly, don't you know, we don't need to hash all that, but I got to imagine, like, was there ever, I mean, how did you do, what did you do? Did people, so you went back and played, or did you not? Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I missed the entire first semester of the fall of 1971. And uh, I went back to school at, uh, for the second semester of spring of 72 and, and uh, of my sophomore year. And, you know, I, was, I, I, I had so I could feel like I exercise now all the time and for the same reason. Because I, I feel better when I'm done. Sure. Know, and I just wanted to get loosened up at, back at, at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know just personally, that's why. I mean, I'm 43. Yeah. I don't want to say I'm in great shape, but I kind of certainly took that from you doing that and seeing you, know, you exercise or you run the – we're doing full-court layups. Yeah. But, um, I mean, so, so you never went and – I mean – Cause I don't even know how you get over that. Maybe, I mean, we were 19. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think would have happened had that accident not happened? What, kind, what, what would you have done in terms of a player? I mean, John went four I, years. I think I would have, I'd had a good career. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not going to say I've been Guy Mackner or anything like that. But who, I, was, who was that? Who was, was Guy Mackner? He, he, he played, he would have graduated like from, 1969, he played with John Thomas and Gene Zalp. And okay. Denny Womeldorf and 
Did John play as a freshman? He was no, as a freshman, we weren't allowed to. As a freshman, oh wow, okay, okay, yeah, man, I, I, I don't, because I always remember. I mean, I guess nobody really talked about that around our house. I mean, but you had to have made a, I mean, you didn't lose. I mean, you never lost a leg, you know, and you well, know, put that right. thing on all the time. And, and, and you know, if, as far as what happened, it's a lot better that happened to me. Because if what happened to my dad would have happened to me, he would have had a big problem with that, you know. I mean, he had an issue anyway, you know. You think he was guilty? You well, think he had I, I guilt? don't know. I've, or not guilt, but responsibility. Yeah, That's a big way to We carry. never, we never, I've certainly, I've never said anything to, you know, dad to complain about, you know. Yeah. Woe was me, you know. Yeah. But uh, maybe, yeah, because there's not therapy. You're probably not going and seeing a therapist or talking about or trying to recover. I think back then it was almost like you do what you got to do yeah, to get tough well, through it. Right. And that's because that's a big burden to carry yeah. all that time. I mean, I, I don't even, how did you, you never got, I mean, uh, did you ever get over that not playing? You think about that all the time. Uh, I would. I, I. I accepted. You'll have to bear with me that uh, this was. I asked the good Lord to let me make the team. Yeah. And and then as a freshman, I had all these wonderful things happening happen to me. Yeah. I realized that go. I was wearing uniform and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I'm playing with people I never dreamed that I'd play with. And then that's what I asked for. So okay, so God gave that to me. Yeah. He wasn't anything vindictive. I was in sure. this accident, you know. Yeah. I, I but I wasn't gonna realize any immortality, which sure. I never really thought about in the first place. Yeah. And certain people, you're probably you know, lucky to come out of that. Oh, even, yeah. Yeah. You know. Man, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, just, I wish that wouldn't. I mean, I never knew that person before, but yeah. man, I, I just think about, you know, I don't know, all the stuff that, you know, because everybody always talked about, like that John, maybe he isn't, but most, Bill Mark would even said that you were better, maybe a little better than John. Well, Not that that whatever that means, uh, you know. Better it, teacher than John did. You had a better teacher who marking or who, well, who was it? Jack Stewart, my his last two years oh. of high school. And John had a different well, different coach. All due respect to Coach Jones, uh, Jack Jack Stewart was a student of basketball, and he was. Where did he come from? Well, he's he came from Howard at at the time, but he's originally from. Aberdeen Central and uh, USD. Matter of fact, he would have been like Leroy's age. Okay. And he, uh, Jack Stewart was Leroy's age. I'm guessing that. Okay. But, but Jack Stewart, when he first got us together in the fall of 1968, he said, "When we're basketballs concerned, he says, I'm like Muhammad Ali." Oh. I am the greatest. Yeah, he's the law. And, yeah, and and he and he was a marvelous coach. Uh, some yeah. people hated him. Did they? Well, that's probably does he 
that's kind of what happens if you well but you, you see he i i didn't have any i i've never been uh i never needed some coach to kiss my butt you know sure so if somebody's on my case and screaming at me i'll be just fine yeah won't necessarily like it but i'll do whatever i can do to you know, yeah. get him off my case yeah to have somebody essentially holding you accountable yeah. to working yeah. hard and well, that sort of thing um yeah i don't think we've ever really talked about no. that i've always thought about that like how did you so but so did you not play in after that for state well i i made the team again and uh i made the varsity 73 and 74. okay and played in two games okay and that's no. fine yeah and got to graduate mm -hmm. so you're talking about first off being able to go to college maybe questioning that that'll even happen so well that's right you know i I, 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 I did take an advantage of that opportunity, you know, but looking back at it, the, probably the main regret I have is why didn't there's all these classes that, you know, and I didn't realize that 20 at age 20, maybe this would be interesting to look at, you can go through the, the so, schedule book or yeah, whatever yeah. and see that you can take any of these classes, you know, get a minor in something, you know, like for instance, huh. you know, I just kind of fell into this journalism thing, mm -hmm. you know, you know, otherwise, you know, I, I didn't necessarily have much confidence as a student, but you know, looking back at it, obviously you could do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, spend whatever time it takes uh, get the job done in the library yeah. or sure i mean i couldn't have been an electrical engineer or a you nurse could not or have no yeah or a nurse. okay so not that but i see what you're saying yeah. maybe take time and yeah. like what were you interested in yeah would you have known that at 20. i didn't have a clue yeah i didn't know what yeah. time it was sure because i don't i mean i that's what i always think about because i spend a lot of time or over the years working with recent college grads and kind of help, I don't want to say helping them, but just telling at least my experience with finishing college, kind of carving out a niche and finding something that you don't necessarily, when you get done with college, what your first job is, that's going to be it. But your career path's going to start somewhere, you know. The, the thing that, that today, whatever help that you're given to somebody or like people talking about, uh, uh, you know, the issues of the mind, confidence, yeah. or uh, like going a, and seeing a psychiatrist, getting yeah, some help or any of that yeah. stuff. They didn't talk much about that in 1973, yeah. you know, have you done, I mean, not that you would need to do that, but is that something you know, I'd imagine that probably would have been helpful well, for I, you I to, guess the, to the, heal. The, the person that I always talked to whether anything happened was my dad. Yeah that's trauma man that, yeah. that's trauma that you've had to carry with yeah. you know and and that's something taken away yeah. you know that um that you've obviously learned to get through it however ways but yeah. you know i'm sure that a piece of that for as much as you you love basketball oh, program yeah. and, and how much you really feel a part of it you know to you know i'm not sitting here saying you need to go see a therapist but yeah. that may be something I don't know that that would have been helpful it would be but yeah. anyways but you got through it and you 
you know, the best way you could. Yeah. Um, so then Kyle, I guess then you go to, well, then you coach. How did you end up coaching? How did you end up into Smith from there? Well, from the graduating first, first year, I coach junior high English and Hurley. Okay. In my first year. And I wasn't very good. How did that. you get that job? Somebody just, I applied for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, how did, so you just did the same way you, I got to the Smith job. So there was a classified ad like in the paper or how did you apply? How did well, you apply you, to jobs? You get, uh, they send the like notices the, or the, the, they, the, some teachers association sends out these openings job openings yeah. okay send your resume yeah, fill yeah. out they probably have blank applications so you fill it out and mail it in well i don't know i had my own resume yeah yeah sure and, uh, <laughs> i i I, I don't I don't know what uh, I don't know that I was ever really excited about being a teacher, which probably okay. didn't make me a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but you had to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you got to start your. It's going to start whether you realize it or not. Well, you know your, right. your career path. Everyone's on a that career journey. Yeah. Um. So then, so you're coaching to Smith. And and was still going back and forth in Emory. Or how did you get done coaching basketball at the Smith? You worked at the I, shop then? No, or? I got a teaching job after okay. I got done with Smith. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, when, when well, I went to Andy Central for a year. Okay. And then John offered me a job in the, as a service manager. So I okay went and did that. So John was running the business then. Yeah. For Grandpa in seventy. That would have been in 79. So now we're getting, well, Chris is born already. Right. So when did grandpa kind of take a step back? Was it after the accident or? Oh, no. Well, it, he, I think he sold it to John. and He sold it to John. Yeah, wow. I don't know if I knew that. 78 or 79. Okay. Sold it, to, but was still around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was when there were big decisions to make, was grandpa involved in? Well, I don't know. Grandpa didn't stick his nose in it, but he was always available and his, yeah. his, uh, expertise, I'd say yeah. was probably priceless. Yeah. Cause I can remember him being at the shop yeah. with a little metal crayon with a lit cigar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That thing was lit and he was, yeah. he was, he was fixing something working on something, you know, he was sitting in there. I remember the same things and yeah, it man. didn't make sense. Nothing, nothing ever went poof for sure. Well, so then that, ha so then I'm born and then, so that was 80. So John, so you were the service manager from the time up until 91, until it closed. Yeah. Was it 91 that it closed? 90. 90, August of 90, I think is when I remember being at Sheila, yeah. Sheila's wedding. And then I think that's where. The word came out you yeah. know and then and then you went to work at the daily um and john went to fred fred r um i mean everything that, worked out. well the thing is so even that is like resilience and and i guess i guess what i had a question in the tip of my head like with grandpa so you and grandpa like never talked about like you, you were 
like going through that healing process together, even the business closing, I mean, that probably was a really big deal, but considering what you all went through, you know, finding another job or going to, you know, moving on from that probably isn't that big, but everyone was working there. I remember Pam, all of our family was working there. So I imagine that was a big, pretty big toll on everybody. you, You never, dream something like that happening but sure. i guess it's a sign of the times you know yeah. and uh reaganomics and and uh yeah you know, john deere wants bigger and yeah well it's a publicly traded company i yeah. think even then it was so there was a board and there's shareholders oh, yeah. and there's it's just about money and more and we're going to put the 9700s here. I mean, I remember spending a lot of time out there. I always kind of liked the shop and have very fond memories of, you know, the business. But I got to yeah. imagine if I had a child, if right now, if I had a bit, you know, that that would be incredibly hard on oh, yeah. all of us. But, you know, you guys all, you know, we're, we're together and got, you know, got through it. And I think it's okay to talk about this, right? I mean, you've, yeah. you know, I don't, um, so let's, let's kind of pivot from there to, one thing that was a big, I grew up around like amateur baseball and Steph and I have a lot of questions, you know, around older guys as a young kid, guys like, and that was really my first experience of, of coach Van Leer and being around him a lot um, was when he was playing baseball yeah. and him and Gino Hansen and Jeff Aaron, who, you know, although I'm still to this day, love those guys and I'm close to them, you know, um, how did you get that amateur job how, how, or not even only call it a job? I mean, how did you, how did that come, come to be that you were the head of that baseball team? They needed a manager and they nominated me. I wasn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to be forcing myself into the lineup. You know, you, sure. you, you've talked about all this other stuff in my life. Baseball's always been first. Yeah, sure. Well, except you were six foot eight. <laughs> and it's easier to probably score. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, whatever. They, I, in, in 1986, I can remember all this came together. And, and uh, Jeff asked me if I'd be the manager. And No, that's Coach Van Lord asked you. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, well, how do you say no to him? I well, guess. That, that's right. <laughs> and, 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 oh, we had great fun. And even there was times we weren't too bad, you know. Yeah. I mean, but the one of the biggest things that we may have been a downfall of us, uh, the the boys of summer, whatever you want to call them, is that we were at the time we were local guys. You yeah. know, Brad Van Lover came from, but uh, yeah, and and. Uh, and just consistent pitching almost. Well, well, that and we couldn't get the you know like consistent pitching and never had you know Dave was always there. Um, Todd Anderson, you know, but you know like. But that's a hard thing to on any level almost yeah. to have a guy that's an ace one year, team sees him again, maybe he doesn't have it yeah. or, don't you know it's not easy to to do. But uh, yeah, I have I've got amazing memories of that. And of, well, and you look at. We tried to mess with, you know. Yeah. Madison, Salem, oh, yeah. Flandreau, Dell Blue Ribbon. Yeah. And, 
you Canova. Know, yeah, Canova all the time. Uh, and uh, we actually had pretty good success. But yeah. I mean, it was, we were going to climb, climb the mountain every year. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Kevin Layton was, Kevin well, Layton. it wasn't fair to use an aluminum bat. Yeah. But I can remember sitting there and I was like, every time I've ever seen this guy hit, he hits a home run. And then the next swing, he hit one off the off Emory, the, hit yeah. one off halfway up the pole. And I remember Chuck Finer was like, Joe, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so every time I see, you know, I must have been 10. Every time yeah. I've ever seen him, he, and then next swing, he just launches one off the, and that's when he was kind of in his heyday. It must have been yeah. in his 30s. Yeah. He had a Fu Manchu, he looked like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And um, I mean, those guys were were a big deal. That was a lot of fun to yeah. to be around that. And, and Chuck Fire. And Chuck Fire. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and now obviously that's still happening. I think. And, and oh yeah. Well, I mean, they've had they're with Demick or whatever, or they, they they're able to recruit players yeah. to come play over in Emory. And, right. And they're doing well, and and I'm thrilled for them. Yeah. But, uh, but that's become a big deal. And then I think the, like the baseball stadium, or I would call it a stadium, but well, the former you know, Van Lure Field is a yeah. baseball field. And didn't the Twins or somebody put some, gave some, they got, uh, gave some Agriline? Um, they, they got uh, Paul Molitor Grant for money. That's awesome. And then they put new lights in uh, uh, Cadwell Park. And somehow Kenny Kaiser got connections with somebody through the guards or the guards, and all of a sudden the lights from Cadwell Park went up in Emory, mm. you know, and they, mm. you know, they put a fence up, they got aggro yeah. you know, and it's. And just being around so many different states over the years, yeah. none of them have that. There's yeah. not, I, I'm sure there's amateur baseball, yeah. but not to the capacity where it's as big of a deal no. here. Yeah where guys are, you know, still playing into their, into their forties. And, um, no, that was great. Well, I would have tried to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Annie always asked me that if you, if you were, she'd always say, you look like you're in better shape than all those guys now or something, but, um, well, good stuff, man. Well, what else you want to get into? I mean, we can talk about, I guess who, I mean, let's maybe pivot to, the Yankees and we saw Paul O'Neill at a moment where he wasn't quite, I think he had just been signed Yeah, and he came off the bus for Brad and I, and I tell that story all the time. And now he's, I don't even think he, and that was right when everything I think for that group started to change a little bit where they were just so bad for so long. And we'd go up to Minneapolis and the twins were, were great. Um, so we really got to see like that 93 team Yeah, at Jimmy key was such a big piece of the world who, who told me he didn't sign in hotel rooms. He was sitting in the hotel yeah. lobby. Um, and we got to kind of see that who do you, if you can think of, and there's been a lot of great years since then, or even going back to you following the Yankees. Um, well, first of all, how did you get to be a Yankee fan? Was it, was you have a cousin? I think that was the Bears, but how did you get into the Yankees? I think my dad was a Yankee fan, but if, if I, I'm going to be struck down for this, I went to St. Martin's school starting in 1958 as a first grader. 
And we had Franciscan nuns from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. The and Braves, with the Milwaukee Braves there Milwaukee then. Milwaukee Braves, and I can remember Sister Elvis coming and saying, the Braves got eight, and the Yankees got three. Oh, this kind of oh stuff. yeah. Well, there it is. There's the moment. <laughs> the first moment of and, you getting pissed off. And and then the Yankees came back and won that World Series. And it's funny how that works, right? Those right. baseball gods, yeah. they don't, They don't. even if someone's even, a nun, even a sister yeah. teaching, that's great. Yeah. The Braves got eight, the Yankees got, and that was only game one or game I two. I don't know what game it was. Yeah. But, uh, well, she was messing with the baseball guys. Yeah, and so boy. that was early on. Yeah. And that's the first time it kind of got under your skin a little bit. Well, I where... remember that. Getting... And we'll see now people, and I don't, I don't know that this is necessarily because I'm not at Emory, you know, these people here that we hang with, they got no idea I'm a Yankee fan. In Watertown, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I haven't told any any of them anything about it. It's, it's okay. Yeah. But I mean, and I like, I, the great, this is a great year because I can go to bed at 8 30 and the game's over. And I yeah. I know the score. And, Isn't that something? That's the biggest thing I, because mom or somebody was asking me about how the rule changes. It's like really the only thing I realize is. Or you can tell is that it's the eighth inning and it's eight o'clock. Where in prior years it's yeah. nine forty or ten fifteen. Yeah, especially when we put Boston, put Boston. We four, four and a half. Yeah, that hours. that great quote that somebody had where it says the Yankees Red Sox, the best six and a half hours you can spend <laughs> watching sports <laughs> at the heyday of it. Yeah, but yeah. no, I that was well, I guess the way that I've looked at that is when I guess even being in Philly and Seattle and I guess I'm just kind of excited people are watching baseball, yeah. you know, in a lot of those places, and it means a big deal. Um, you know, and that's why it's even in 09, kind of following it and, and getting a whole title from start to finish yeah. felt so good because, number one, it was like I felt like they were the best team. Were you in Philly at that time? I was in Seattle. I was in Seattle at that time, but I don't think I've quite had that same – well, there's been a few years where – in recent years where – Maybe last season when they were, it's like, well, I think they might be the best team right now, but you got to keep it. There's just so many ebbs and flows in a baseball season. Look at season. this year. Yes. Yeah. Where you have no idea who's, you know, I always we went 12 on 16 or something like that. And yeah. Now you don't recognize anybody in the lineup. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or Volpe, I think, was born in like 2001 or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, in any event, Dad, this is this has been awesome, man. I love you, and well, I appreciate this, it. This is the the reason I'm able to sit in and remember all this stuff. I don't even know if you know in terms of the Emory things, and I'll get to record with Coach this week when I'm you know before I get out of here to talk about that. But you know, kind of seeing you do all this has helped me, you know, in terms of words and you know want to interview. So awesome, man. Well, great stuff. Let's call it good. <laughs> Love you. Go Bombers. A lot of room at the There's top. Amen to that. All right. Okay, I'm ready. Fresh air. Green hair.
If I could live to be several hundred I could take a walk and really wander, really wander All my ghosts on every sea in every land Who needs that now? Who needs that now? Who needs that now? Have you heard about the heavenly angels? Oh, how they came to earth and met some ladies with whom they mated. And they're young, became giants, everyone. Driving across the valley floor Going past a scene of gore Something that had ended here Then I stopped in at a porno store And I found among the pictures there A vision that was very fair Just a moment from yesteryear All I could do was stare Was it?